Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Dalton Wagner in the Zone is brought to you by Reliance Bank. The super senior right tackle is part of an offensive line that paved the way for the top rushing attack in the Power Five last year. Reliance Bank opened its doors in 1965, and although they may be growing, they're still the institution you've trusted for years. Just like K.J. Jefferson can rely on Dalton Wagner, you can rely on us at Reliance Bank. All right, let's bring him in on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Dalton Wagner standing by. Dalton, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. It is. Uh, it's good to have you back on. And we will. What's is well? That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way. Let's start with uh, first things first. And you know, we got to look back just briefly. We're kind of all trying to turn the page. I'm sure you guys have already done and now focused 100 percent on Alabama. But you know, obviously, last Saturday was a, a missed opportunity. I don't know how else to say it. And um, I think most of us are under the, of the opinion that you guys were probably the better team and unfortunately came up short. Sometimes that's the way things go. What was your kind of opinion, I guess, on how you guys matched up and how things worked out? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Missed opportunities, I'd say that's probably an understatement, but that's about as accurate as you can put it. Um, you know, it was a very productive day for the offense, but crucial errors and critical situations led to us, you know, not being able to finish what we should have been able to finish. And I would agree, you know, we're moving the ball. I think we rushed for 250 yards or close to 250 yards, passed for 175 or something like that, you know, almost 400 yards of offense. And, you know, the score didn't reflect that, which is frustrating. I know it's frustrating for the offense, it's frustrating for Coach Blouse, Coach Pitt, everybody there. And um, it's a game you got to – we learn from on Monday especially too watching film, looking at stuff, seeing what opportunities we missed, and you got to grow from it now, you know, because you can't let one turn into two, and the focus is now in Alabama. I'll make an analogy to uh, golf, and I think most people can understand this. My best round ever, I was even, I think, and then I hit uh, on a par five, I hit it in the water and made double, and then I tripled the next hole. Now, luckily, I righted the ship and came back and had a decent round, but that was kind of what happened with you guys. I mean, you're in total control. Everything's going perfectly. And then you have the shell shock moment with the fumble at the goal line. I'm just curious what the locker room was like at halftime and how you guys try to recover from that because it was a an extremely rare and strange play. Yeah, um, honestly, the locker room was still calm, cool, and collected. You know, nobody was nobody was panicked in what we were doing. Nobody was sitting there, you know, pointing fingers or doing any of that. Even after the game, too. You know, I mean, there's plenty of mistakes from everyone on the team. You know, and that, that's what I love about this this team, our unit especially, too, is nobody's going to sit there and point the finger at the other guy, you know, because it's like at the end of the day, you know, did you play a perfect game? No. Did I play a perfect game? No. You know, so it's like there's an opportunity there. We could have won the game with everybody there. But, you know, locker room wasn't blaming anybody, wasn't pointing fingers, wasn't doing anything. Everyone was calm. We knew we could come back and do stuff. We knew our second half, we usually come out pretty strong. And and that was something, that was our Coach Pitt's message, too, is that we've got to come out of this half. we got to put some points up. And obviously that drive, we – we were starting to roll it, and then couldn't put the points up on what we needed to. Yeah, and you're right. There were a lot of plays that led to the outcome. I did want to ask one more question about the the play call on that first and goal. Was that a quarterback power, or was that something KJ saw something and, and tried to take off with it? Uh, I think KJ saw something and pulled it and thought he could take off with it. Um, and because we were we were running, uh, it was one of our gut plays. It was 12 personnel, one of our gut plays, mm-hmm. and. We were clearing it up, and we thought 
honestly, we thought we were we were thought we were closer than what we were. But I didn't I didn't even realize KJ lost the ball until all of a sudden they were like thirty yards away, and I was like, what the heck? Yeah, because it's just a big wash up pile up in the middle there, and yeah. But no, I think KJ saw something that he could pull it off. Of. I, I don't know if it was a low safety or a nickel overhang that he can pull a read him instead of uh, hanging off to the running back. Yeah, unfortunately, Rocket was the only one. It seems like that, that knew that KJ it, yeah. had lost the ball, so it was a, yeah. it was a tough deal. But uh, yeah, we're we're turn of events. So go ahead, Wes. Sorry. The momentum swings in this game were incredible. How did you guys get the momentum back in the uh, fourth quarter? Because you know, coming out of the locker room, I, I know you were wanting to change things. Third quarter was all A and M, and man, Dalton, I thought it was getting away from you guys, and somehow y'all swung the momentum. What happened? How do you think you got that back? Uh, I really think we got it back by just hitting back on what our core values were as an offense. You know, that fast, physical, and fearless mentality that Coach Bryles preaches all the time. And once we started to get that first, first down, you know, some some downs were behind the chains on that first down, and we'd be able to kind of scrape out of it a little bit. But once we start to tempo and get that first, first down, start to run the ball, um, you had some amazing catches. Trey made a catch to keep a good drive alive. Matt Landers made, also made an awesome catch, mm-hmm. too. You know, just – when you have things like that that really kind of boost it up, and it's like, yo, let's go. We gotta, we gotta get moving now. Like, guys are out here playing. Let's keep moving. And I think, and I, I really think that this is a fourth quarter team that we have too. You know, it's obviously last year we were second half team, and we start off strong. And Coach Pitts been harping all week about coming out of halftime stronger than what we had. I think in the third quarter in all of our games, we've been struggling a little bit. So we've been, he's been really focused on making sure that when we come out of halftime in that third quarter, that we're still explosive as we are. Dalton Weiner, join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, courtesy of our friends at Reliance Bank. Coach talked this week about the running backs, and I think everybody's aware of the fact you guys have a, a wealth of riches back there, Dalton. And, you know, we've seen what Rocket has done. We were so happy to see Dominique back. He looked fantastic. AJ's giving you guys some good runs and, and, and plays out of the backfield as well. But Coach was talking about Dominion, too. I mean, and, and he's excited about the freshman and, and what his potential is. Give me kind of your overview on the – on the running backs, obviously, you know, there are a lot of teams that would love to be in Arkansas's position when it comes to the, that uh, that position. Absolutely. Um, that that group's a very, very special group. You know, all of them, all of them are going to be playing for a really long time. I, I really believe that. Um, Rocket, he's the man. You know how it rolls. AJ, too, he's just so fast, and he does such a great job on reading of what we're doing and how we're playing. And I agree with you. Having Dom back, I think he played, what, the five or ten plays maybe he got a couple runs in there. But having him back with a presence back that it was good to be back. Like he I think there was one he got hit at the three after we got him three yards free and then he got hit at three yards and he just kept running and falling forward for another extra five yards after that. And I was like, Oh, Dom's back Dom's <laughs> 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 back And and even Dominion too, man. Talk about a young kid that has so much talent, so much ability to be able to read the defense and read what we're doing, set up our blocks the right way. I can't wait to see what he can do the rest of the season. So, 2.30, CBS, primetime, no game day after the outcome last weekend, but this is a huge audience and a huge opportunity. And it's been 15 years, as I'm sure you're well aware, since Arkansas has beaten Alabama. And then you look, and you guys are a 17.5-point dog. What's your reaction to that? How do you feel about that? I didn't even know we were 17, 17 and a half point dogs, but that's honestly that's where we like to be. You know, we like to we like we like it for people to think that we're not gonna 
yeah, we're not going to win the game. We like for people to think that, you know, we're going to get blown out, this, that, and the other. I think we were dogs going into A&M, too, because Chris yeah. Pitt made a point to say something about it, too. And I think that's something that our team kind of takes pride in because it puts such a chip on our shoulder of, you know, hell, we were – we were ranked 10 or 11 going into that game, and we were still the underdog. It's like, how, how, does, how does that work? You know what I mean? Like, you're ranking a 10th team in the country as an underdog and hmm. 11th team in the country as an underdog. And now, you know, I know the team responds well to when we are the dogs like that, and I think that it's going to bring out even more even more of what we need to do. I'm just going to say it plainly. I was listening to Bumper this morning. He was on the morning show, and he said they're pissed off. You guys are pissed off. Are you pissed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> I wanted to keep a good radio at it, but yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is the team? I mean, because the thing is, you either go one of two ways: like you get beat twice by that loss, or you you pull yourself up and you go out and you fight again. Did you guys come out with a fighting spirit? Did you feel like pretty early in the week? Oh, absolutely. Monday was one of the best practices we've had in a while. Tuesday was a great practice as well, too. And today we're gearing up, two thirty meetings, and then we hit the field at about four o'clock. And I know today's going to be a barn burn over practice day as well. I think you answered it, but we've already had two calls today of fans that are worried that you guys aren't over the A&M loss, that you're, you're still hung over from it. That, it, it no, sounds... we're definitely over it. Coach Pitt, Coach Pitt does a tremendous job of flushing prior games and prior films. and Guys aren't, you know, you can't dwell on that stuff, especially in college football, because like we keep talking about, we said it, I don't know how much we said it right now in this last 10 minutes, but you can't let one turn into two. And, I know the team, I know KJ, I know our running backs, I know the defense, and most of all, I know the coaches as well, too. Those are coaches that aren't pleased with what they did on Saturday. They were they were all in the meetings and stuff. You know, Coach, Coach um, Pittman in that team meeting on Monday, he's like, stand up if you could have coached better. Stand up if you could have called plays better. Stand up if you missed the block. Stand up if you had a bad snap. Stuff like that. And at the end of the day, you have the whole team standing up. And it's like, it just shows, it's like, we all made mistakes. There's only one thing we know how to do, and that's get back to work and get ready to go for this weekend. Dalton, you're supposed to say, and then at the end of that, I was the only guy sitting. <laughs> <laughs> it was really awkward. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, here's what I would say. I would compare it to like a, a, a significant other that has a lot of insecurities and projects them on the other person mm-hmm. in the relationship. I think with the fans, they're not over it in many cases yeah. until they're saying, well, the guys probably aren't either. You You guys get over that kind of stuff pretty quickly, don't you? Yeah, we got it because push comes to shove, regardless of how things are going, your next Saturday, someone's coming to town or you're going somewhere. And Monday comes, the sun comes up, and meetings start, practices start, and by the time 6 o'clock hits on a Sunday, 6.30 hits on a Sunday, and practice is over, you've already seen a few kind of base installs for the next opponent. You've already seen, you've already gone through two hours of meetings for the next opponent. You put that game to rest, and it's all said and done. Because now you have no choice but to keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what you said about that too is, yeah, fans might not be over it because they're not, you know, out of practice or in these meetings and starting to prep for that next week. But I, I, I can tell you that the team's definitely over it. We're prepping for Alabama right now, and we're getting ready to go. I think we are of the opinion that this is the best team Alabama has faced so far. We don't have to tell anybody that listens to this show, or obviously anybody on the football team, that Alabama's really good, though. So from what you've seen from them. What what do you feel like you guys can capitalize on? Yeah, well, they're a very well-coached um, defense and really a well-coached team in general. You know, their mental errors are few and far between. Um, Coach Saban really keeps a tight ship over there. So, you know, that's a really good thing for him. 
and for their team, but it also could be a really good thing for us because you kind of know what they're going to do. You know what I mean? There's not going to be any freelancing DNs. There's not going to be like, you know, a linebacker's supposed to split that D gap, but instead he blitzes the A gap. You know, he's going to hit the B gap because his job is to hit the B gap. So mm-hmm. when you see these tells and you can find out what they're doing, you know where they're going to be. And now it's on you to do your job and either cut them out, wash them down, and do what you need to do. Because at that point, it's one-on-one, you versus them, and you've got to win your matchup there. But um, a lot of, like, like I said, it's a very talented defense, especially that, those front four, the starting four, and even their start, starting seven up there with the linebackers, too. Momo Sonova, I mean, or Toa Toa does such a great job of, you know, pressing gaps, reading holes. And I saw him against Vandy have a nice, a really nice TFL until I thought he just ran through the line. He, he does such a good job of setting you up in that double team, and they steals that gap really fastly. So the important part is going to be in guards and our combos, keeping our eyes up, because we can see it, we can pick it up. I do know that. Our guards are good enough, very good enough to do that. And obviously on the edge, you've got the best pass rusher in the country, one of the best pass rushers in the country. Um, going to be doing his thing, and we've got to make sure tackles get hands on him. Uh, and try to take him out of the game the best we can. Yeah, like how you qualify that. Best pass rusher in America plays for your team, buddy. That's, what, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I said one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Will Anderson's really good. I want to play a clip from him in a second here. But uh, and, and, look, to your point, you know, it was a great dominating win by Alabama last weekend, but I got a half a sack last week against them too. So, I mean, let's be honest. Let's keep it real. This is You guys are far and away the best team, I think, that, that Alabama's faced so far. This is Will Anderson. He was asked uh, this week about what motivates him, and I thought his comment was kind of interesting. You know, there is sort of a humble brag about being an Alabama, you know, Tide player, and it's understandable with all the success they had. But I thought this was a little bit something else. I don't know. But do you consider yourself uh, hateful on the field? Is that? Is that yeah, I do. I just don't. The, I tell people all the time the audacity for the other team to even step on the field is disrespectful to me. I tell people that all the time. And I think people ask me what motivates me. I said the audacity for the fans to show up and for the team to come step on the field and play with us. So that's kind of like my own little thing in my head that I go through. So, yeah. You think it's audacious for you guys to show up and play the game against Alabama, Dalton? I don't think so. I think that's right what we need to do. I think that's what any team in the country needs to do, especially a top 25 matchup here that we're going to have in Fayetteville. Um, I think that's, if I were me, that's a, that's a challenge for the fans. I take it as that, too, you know, mm-hmm. calling out the fans and saying, hey, it's, it's, you know, disrespectful you show up and even watch me. It's like, hell no. <laughs> get, <laughs> get in the stadium. Fill that stadium up. Get it the most jumping it's ever been. Let's do this thing, man. Let's let's do what we need to do. And O-line, we, we've seen that clip. You know, it is what it is. We've got to go take care of business on Saturday. We're going to go take care of what we need to do. Oh, you've already seen that clip. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. We've seen that already. Okay, well, that's good. Somebody's doing their job up there. That's good. To, good to hear. Oh man, did you feel any better Sunday watching your NFL team? You say it one more time. Did you? Did it make you feel better Sunday watching your NFL team to help you get over things? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. It always does. You know, win, win or loss to the Bears is always a always a good thing. But I was sitting there. I was sitting there trying to get the score updates. For everything because we were we worked out for a while and then we, I got home and I was you know I was trying to turn it on and get everything going but yeah it's always good to see a Bears win. Dalton, they're selling uh, beat Alabama shirts all over the place. We're going to be up at Hogman's on Friday, so uh, well hopefully a lot of fans come in get them and then it's a uh, you know collector's item. Yeah, hopefully so. You know 
I mean, there have been a lot of beat Alabama shirts over the last 15 years probably sold, and hopefully this is the and one that everybody away. wants to keep. Yeah, and then we're going to go back and add we beat, beat Alabama. Alabama to the shirt later on, hopefully. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Start being a we right back. There you go. Well, man, good luck this week. I really appreciate you. I'm glad to hear that uh, you guys are bouncing back and feeling good, and uh, we'll be rooting for you on Saturday. Thank you all very much. Go Hogs. All right, thanks, Dalton. How great to see you. Thanks for Lions Bank. It's been awesome. He's uh he's awesome.